Good morning, church. It's good to be together again. Last week on Pentecost Sunday, we talked about a birth, the birth of the church. We talked about the coming of the Holy Spirit, that it was not a quiet, secret coming, but rather a noisy one, which attracted the attention of the people in the surrounding area in Jerusalem. That day, About 3,000 people were born into this new life with Jesus. The church in Jerusalem went from a congregation of about 120 members to a mega church of over 3,000. But now, suddenly we have this very large group of people who are wondering what to do. They need to be cared for. They need to be brought up in their faith. It's, It's like having a baby. By now, you have heard me say that month of May is a month of celebration in our family. One of them is the celebration of the birth of our firstborn, Tanya. After the excitement of her birth and, and holding her in the safety of the hospital with caring nurses and doctors all around, suddenly it came time to bring her home. <laughs> and then it was just us, dear and I and, and this baby. A totally new experience And they didn't send us a manual or how-to book. (laughs) But we were in this for the long haul. We were devoted to this new little life. And we were not going to quit. Later, Ruben came along. And how many of you know that what you learn from your first child does not necessarily apply to your second child? Because no two babies are the same. And again, no handbook came along to point out the differences. But again, we were devoted to this new life and we were going to do whatever it takes to bring them up in the best possible way for us. We were devoted. And devoted is the title and the theme of my message today. You see, the church, the reason we exist as a church today is because people, since that first day of Pentecost, have been devoted to the cause of Christ. You and I are here today because from that time onwards, there have been devoted people. Listen to how the book of Acts describes those first disciples. Acts chapter 2 verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. With over 3,000 disciples on that first Pentecost Sunday to be cared for, it took devotion from the apostles and from the disciples to establish the church. Acts 2.41 says, Those who gladly received His word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Those who gladly received His word. Those who became disciples that day were not coerced. They were not forced. They gladly received the message. It was their choice. A choice they made with joy. That is what God wants from us. He wants us to come to Him gladly. Not forced by others, nor forced by some sort of false guilt. It is His love for us that should drive our devotion to Him. And because of their devotion back then, the church grew. The apostles went about preaching, but those who received the message devoted themselves to living the message. 
So much so that soon the message of Christ spread throughout the Roman Empire. About 20 years after Pentecost, Paul and Silas came to the city of Thessalonica in Greece and preached the gospel to Jews and Greeks there. Many came to faith. However, those who opposed the faith caused an uproar in the city with this accusation. These who have turned the world upside down have come here too. That is in Acts chapter 17 verse 6. They accuse these guys and they recognize these guys as these guys, these people that have turned the world upside down. That's what they were calling the followers of Christ. So it seems that by now, within 20 years, Christianity was known throughout the known world back then. Now, we know that not everybody embraced Christianity nor accepted it, but it was known. Some persecuted Christians, but the message was known. What made the first century church to have such a great impact in their world? Listen, they had great persecution. They lived in an immoral society. They were surrounded by conflicting religions. Well, a key component of their impact on society was the fact that they were devoted. They devoted themselves. Here's a definition of being devoted. Being devoted to something means being focused on that particular thing almost exclusively. When you are devoted to a cause, you work to achieve its goals. When you are devoted to a person, you place their needs above your own. Notice that devotion is something you do by yourself. It is an inner drive. Nobody has to chase you to do something that you are devoted to. When you are devoted, listen, when you are devoted, you are focused. You are motivated. You initiate. You make sacrifices if necessary. You willingly invest of your time, your treasure, and your talent. (laughs) Those of you who are married, think of when you were dating that person who is now your husband and wife. Those of you who are dating right now, think about what you do. You are devoted, right? You are focused, you are motivated, you initiated, you made sacrifices, you willingly and gladly invested your time and treasure and talent, right? Why? Because it was worth it. Well, the kingdom of God is worth much more than any earthly relationship or earthly cause. As followers of Jesus... We have both a cause and a person to be devoted to. Those early disciples, they devoted themselves to the cause and to the person of Jesus. By themselves means that they owned their faith and their devotion. No one had to run after them, remind them, call them, push them or threaten them to follow Christ. And Christ does not want that either. He wants love and obedience to His will, but it must be done willingly, not forcibly. So how did they practice and show their devotion? They were committed to doing a few things regularly. 
Let us look at some of the things they devoted themselves to. As we do, let us see if we can learn from them so that we can also have an impact on our world today. Let us read again Acts 2.42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. They were devoted to the apostles' teaching or doctrine. That means they were devoted to study the word. Now, most of them of that early church, they were Jews. And this was something new to them. All they knew was the Old Testament laws and practices. Now, the apostles were going through those scriptures. And every Messiah was mentioned, the apostles are showing that it was Jesus being spoken of. As Jesus had explained the word to them, to the apostles, now the apostles were explaining the word to others. And those spoke to others. And so the word spread. To the Greeks, it must have been even stranger because they had been worshipping idols. And now the apostles were showing them a completely new and different faith in the one true God, creator of heaven and earth. What an adventure it must have been. As they studied the word, as they heard the teaching of the apostles, they got to know the will of God. Some of the apostles put it in writing and the word spread even further. Today, we have the apostles' teaching in our Bibles, in the New Testament. And we can also devote ourselves to the teaching of the apostles. Then they devoted themselves to fellowship. They stayed together as a band of brothers, as a spiritual family. As the church grew and spread, groups of believers accountable to each other began to form all over the place. And they were devoted to these fellowships. They would spend time together, know one another, help one another, accept and love one another. The Greek word for fellowship is koinonia which means fellowship, association, community, communion, and joint participation. It is one thing to talk about koinonia, but another to actually live it. But these disciples actually lived like that. Acts 2, 44-47 says, All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This was a completely countercultural way of living in the first century. They cared for one another and were united, not just in worship, but in doing life together. Some sold their possessions, but that does not mean that everybody sold everything that they had and lived in a commune. No. Notice that they met in their homes. So obviously, some sold extra possessions and some did not, and it was okay. The principle here is their generosity in their fellowship. Generosity is a response to the love of Jesus. And one of the first channels of generosity is within our fellowship community. 
or what we call today our local churches. They were devoted to the breaking of bread or communion. In obedience to the ordinance of Christ, when they came together, they would celebrate communion and remember the Lord's death, burial, and resurrection. Sometimes breaking of bread would be a continuation of fellowship, of having a meal together, sharing the word, and then having communion. As we read above, in those early days in Jerusalem, they spent much time together. And so frequently, they would share in communion together. They were devoted to prayer. They understood the power and the necessity of prayer, and they prayed together fervently. It was part of the regular times of gathering, and sometimes the only activity of their gathering when there was a pressing need in their fellowship community, like when Peter was in prison. Well, what enabled them to live such devoted lives? Two things. One is the power of the Holy Spirit. That gave them what? Power. The other is the commission of Christ. That gave them what? Authority. Remember, Jesus says, all authority is given to me, therefore go. So they had power and authority from God. What about today? The church today can be as devoted as the first century church. In fact, I believe the church today, we need to be devoted if we are to have an influence in our society today. Our world is returning back to first century worldview, morals, and chaos, including persecution of Christians. But the Holy Spirit is still the same, and He is still here. And the Great Commission is still valid. Perhaps what is needed is more devoted by themselves believers. And I am speaking to you now, members of Awaken Life Church. I am speaking to every believer watching or listening to this message. I am speaking to every one of us as followers of Jesus. We need to examine our walk with Christ and make sure that we are devoted to the person of Jesus and to the cause of the kingdom. We need to be devoted to the same things that the early church was devoted to. The apostles' teaching to fellowship, communion, prayer. Even with the restrictions of the pandemic, we can remain devoted. Remember, I said devoted people initiate and make sacrifices if necessary. We are in days where we have to innovate. Use what is available. Use technology. Use the opportunity to gather in reduced numbers. But be devoted to staying connected as a community of believers. Stay connected to the teaching of the Word. Stay connected in prayer. Stay connected in communion. <laughs> Listen, that church in the first century, they kept going against all odds. They kept going and they kept going. And because they were devoted, they are the source from where we get our church today. Let's close perhaps with a self-check time, eh? How devoted are you, really? How are you going to be devoted going forward? How will you live out your devotion if things get worse in the world? Hmm? And what if things get better in the world? How will you live out your devotion then?
How will you use the life that God has given you to be an influence in this world as a follower of Christ? Ponder on these things. Let us pray. Father, today, we are grateful for the work of the Holy Spirit on this earth. And Lord, we are grateful for so many devoted believers who for the past 2,000 years have kept the church going. They've been obedient to you no matter at what cost. They've listened to you, Lord. They've stayed faithful, devoted to the doctrine, to the fellowship, to prayer, to breaking of bread. And Lord, they've carried the church to what it is today. And here we are today, Lord. I pray, Father, that myself, my brothers and sisters watching, listen to this message. Lord, help us to be those devoted believers, to carry on the work of the church as long as we are on this earth. While there is breath in our lungs, Lord, help each one of us to be devoted. As we take time to do a bit of self-check, help us, Father, to renew our commitment to you, to be devoted to you. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord be with you. The Lord help you and I to be more and more devoted to His cause. See you next week.